and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train. Jared Free. Coming to you live from Harlem, New York City. We're here every Tuesday and Friday with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling a friend. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. That's the sound I make whenever you guys make it your Instagram stories. That's the that's the king. I've heard it. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. In you, real time. You've been here mm-hmm. when someone makes their Instagram stories, and I pull up. I pull up my notifications. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ah, ah. What, is, what is that? And I go, that, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone just happening. posted their Instagram, so that's what that was. Yeah. Ooh, 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 ah, ah. Oh, oh, yeah. Instagram stories. That's what it feels like. And if you're listening right now, I want to let you know in on a little bit of an announcement. You might have missed it last episode. I want to make sure you got it. Ring that bell, Shelby. My debut stand-up album is out. It's out there. You can stream it everywhere. Apple Music. You can do Pandora, Spotify. You can share that, too. Spotify has a fun little thing. Top right corner, the top right corner, there's like three little dots, and then you can share it straight to Instagram. I've seen that's very clean, looks nice. Clean look, great on the stories. I'd love for you to hit that three button. I would love for you to hit that, share it on your Instagram stories. The album is called Always a Mama Bear. It's out there. You can stream it. If you've already paying the whatever dollar a month for Apple Music or whatever streaming platform you use you can listen to it the whole album it's right there and uh some of you are like what's a stand-up album it's a night where you're like in the club with me you're in the audience without having to be there so you can sit there and in your car or at the gym and if you close your eyes for a couple seconds not too long on the road you can feel like you're in the comedy club with me we taped it this summer from gotham comedy club such a fantastic night, and uh, it's years of work coming to fruition. So it's not like this podcast where we just read the emails and we'll get to the show. It's a different vibe. Yeah. It's a produced piece. Mm-hmm. It's my art. It's at your best. It's me at my best. At your most polished. Well, I don't, don't want to say it's my most polished. Mm-hmm. I agree. Thank you. Okay. But, you know, I think this is a good starting point. This is where... Like, I want, you know, you want more from the stand-up. I want to be on the specials and all this stuff. But this is a good place. It's ni- it's a nice little mile marker for me. Yes, absolutely. So get involved. Go listen. Always a Mama Bear. It's on all the streaming platforms. Just search my name, Jared Freed. Subscribe to me. Hit the thumbs up, Pandora. That's a real helpful thing. Here's what you don't understand. And this is, I, I like to let you guys in on the economics of these things. Mm-hmm. I, I was an econ major in college, so okay. I, this interests me. You the, the world now revolves around streams and stuff. Every time my thing plays randomly on someone's phone, 
I get some little shekel in my pocket. I get paid. Wet my beak. So when you hit a thumbs up, that feels like something, you know, we've been conditioned to think that these likes and thumbs up and whatever, they're so, we, we, we hold on to them. Yeah. But you can get me paid just by hitting that thing. Hide the money, y'all. There's poor people right now. Yeah, get me away from the poor people. That's what I'm trying to do. So I need you people to whatever you can touch on the screen that ups my album, do it. Search the screen, people. Tickle the twine. Mm -hmm. So that's my announcement. This week, it's Tuesday. I'm going to be in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, get those tickets, jaredfreed.com. Bring a crew. Bring a crew. Because that album, I won't be doing any of the jokes off of that album. Whole new hour. That's right. A lot of highs to be had. You just That's so much comedy. It's a lot of comedy. Mm -hmm. A lot of laughs. But listen, we all needed some laughs. Also, the next week after the high Jewish holiday, I will be doing the live view ups, um, bring a crew, events, Columbus Day weekend, no excuse. So come on out, Miami, Orlando, Nashville, Atlanta. Um, very excited about today's guest, a new guest. I, I, it's taken way too long. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I'm very happy to have him on. Hilarious comedian, Nico White. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Yeah, Jared, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Took too long. Brother, My the apologies. No need, man, the pleasure. First of all, I almost pleasure. read your Instagram handle. I, look at you, are getting a double horn from Shelby. Very Appreciate excited. you, Shel. Uh, at, I almost read your handle by accident, at Nico White 93 Go follow, go support. So funny. Please do, and that's N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E-9-3. There it is, N-E-K-O. I've known Nico, I've known you forever. For a very long time. Yeah. How long has it been? I think six, seven, if not eight When did you start? I started in 07. 07? Yeah, I've been doing comedy. You started before me. Mm-hmm. I've been doing comedy 12 years, bro. 12 years, but you're how old? 26. Which is weird because the thing is, it's so funny when you meet people doing stand-up. Mm. You know, we're at open mics, we're around the scene, whatever, in New York. And you meet Nico, and I'm like, this is an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. And I remember you were like, and I remember when you turned 21, mm -hmm. it was at, we were at Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Yes. And you were like, I'm having my first drink. Having a drink. Yeah. And, and you were like having a daiquiri. Mm-hmm. I remember this. Going hard. Do you feel like, you know, so how old were you when you started stand-up comedy? So I was 14 when I started. I'm in high school, first day, and my teacher, we had this thing called advisory class. So okay. it was kind of like a free period, but it was too early to send you home. So mm -hmm. you would either get advisory for two or three days out the week and have gym the other days. Mm -hmm. So my teacher asked if anyone had a talent. So this girl went up and sung a song, and I'm sitting there. Mind you, I've never been like, I was never the class clown or sure. anything like that. I was never that fun, you uh -huh. know what I mean? But I was always funny, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. So that's how I stay. Well, you know what's funny about stand-up is like someone meets you and goes, you do stand-up? Well, tell us a joke. And you're right, like, and that's not how it works. That's not how it works. And then you're like, you know, stand-ups are more... You know, there are the class clown versions of stand-ups. Yeah, say but like, I was always a people watcher. Well, this is like, that's what I'm kind of saying is that I would say improvisers are more class clowns. Yes, 100%. Um, 
stand-ups are more whisper in the back of the class and Smart tell you, Alec. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was me. That was me all day. But I met a kid, my best friend to this day, a kid named Rodney. Rodney kind of looks like me. Well, stand-ups are more haters. Like if I was gonna say, like, I mean, I, I, I ain't gonna act like you wrong because <laughs> it literally gets to the reason of why sure. I found it. So. First day of school is the orientation day, right? Mm. So I meet Rodney. Now, Rodney is my height. This nigga kind of looks like me. Mm. And he sounds just like me. Okay. So the fucking first day of school, this girl named Crystal, nice looking skinny chick, right? Mm. Immediate first day crush. And everything Rodney's saying, she's fucking dying. Everything I'm saying, she's like, <laughs> all right, Rodney, back to what you were saying. Oh, wow. So now I'm like, well, shit, I ain't got the best game. I'm kind of like, I wasn't a nerd. I was always like sure. nerd adjacent, the cool nerd. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'm about to fade into the fucking blackness in high school. I'm not going to get any pussy. So yeah. next day, Ms. Richardson asked if anybody has a talent. And I watched this girl sing a song. And I'm sitting there. And something in my mind was like, go tell jokes. Go try okay. It. I went up and I tried it. She let me do five minutes and it fucking worked. Really? Yep, it worked. That girl's not talking to Rodney anymore. Nah, nah. <laughs> I was the most popular kid in school from that day on. So how do you find it? Like, I'm thinking of me at 14. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking like, well, now it's time to find the open mics. My like, teacher, Miss Richardson, she, yeah. told, she told me about open mics. Bro, I didn't know that you could even do this. I thought you had to go to school. To like, I thought Martin I think, and all those guys went oh, to like, school like, to do this shit. They went to, I thought they it was a college. college. Clown you. I shit you not, Jared. Yeah, I, I actually thought, Shelby, like, I, I mean, actually thought you'd go to school It's for funny this. when you say, like, I didn't know this was a job. I don't think anyone knows it's a job. I, I, I feel the same way. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't even think of, like, how you become a stand-up comedian. No. You know, like, I, I, but I, I guess I thought of it, like... It, it just never occurred to me. Mm-hmm. My my parents were so um, shocked by it because I was doing it for two years before I invited them to mm-hmm. anything, right? And I did a documentary some years ago called One Mike, and my mom said she was like, we were shocked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we had never heard them like, tell a joke. We had never heard them curse. I was always funny, but I was never like the guy that stood up and asked for attention. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Well, was, that's a, that's the miscon- you know, misconception about stand-ups is like, mm-hmm. You're on stage. You love attention. It's, it's like, like, no. No, I like... Uh, I like peace. Yeah. I like quiet and solitude <laughs> a lot more than you might think. Yeah. But I, I, do, I, I do have a little bit of attention whore in me now. Well, you know what? You like getting a, a whole room of people on the same page. Yes. And 100%. that's kind of the... It's like, you know, sometimes... Uh, when a joke works, it it's like putting the last piece of the puzzle into the into the board. You're like a hundred. Ooh, you know, you know they have those videos online mm-hmm. where it's um, uh, what do they call it? like comfort porn? Oh, the soothing, the soothing videos. Like you'll watch somebody cut through some shit or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to say I that I kind of get called. off on those. No, but that's uh, that. So I get off a little bit. To me, I'm like when someone's like, I can't believe someone watches. A honeycomb, get the honey, but I'm yeah. like, no, but that's kind of the feeling I get. Oddly satisfying. Oddly satisfying. Oddly satisfying. There it is. I knew Shelly would have it. So <laughs> I, I, I think it's oddly satisfying when a joke gets the laugh. Yes. from the whole room. It, yes. that's, I get that same what, feeling. It's the need of acknowledgement and being positively acknowledged mm. in those moments. Because I'm telling you, bro, whatever that was, I fell in love. And I was doing it three times a week in class. Oh, in class. In class. How do you get up in class and do it? Miss Richardson. She Ms. was just saying, give us the new five. It legit went like this. Okay, first day of school, fucking I'm falling into blackness. Second day of school, all right. Uh, who has a talent? Who has a talent. Now, that was a Friday. So Monday and Tuesday, I had gym. 
Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, my classmates, what, who, who the fuck wants to do work? And no, if you they miss wanna, Richardson. They, they'll take anything. Right. So yeah. if you miss Richardson. That's why Dark Crystal was a popular movie. Everyone's like, uh, just put on a movie. We there you go. Care. Yeah. So for Miss Richardson, it gave her a period to catch up on some work. And it gave my Miss classmates Richardson. a fucking time. Yeah. Like 15 minutes to just be. And Lord knows it wasn't like a solid act. You know yeah, what I mean? I was of just course, going up. But it's your friend going up and it's kind of cool. And, and this so, nigga's getting you through the day. Sure. But what it, now you go to, how old were you when you were at your first open mic? 14. So, so what, where do you go? Like, I'm wondering because it's like, you're 14, you're walking in there and there's a mm-hmm. bunch of 25 year olds. Yeah, but nobody really knew my age. You mm. know what I'm saying? I would have to tell you how old I was. Now, mind you, you could look at my face and tell because I didn't have any facial hair. Sure. I still had my neck. I had remember grown seeing into you, my you, face. you. I was like, he's young, mm-hmm. but like, you don't walk young. Yes. You know, you have a uh, an older demeanor. Yes. Yeah. So that's what kept me from getting like carded a lot of comedy clubs. Mm. Fucking first place I went was hot. So when Ms. Richardson told me about open mics, I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Dog. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, open mic, what, what does that even mean? So I didn't have a computer. I didn't have cable or anything like that. So they had, um, it's like a community center, the Children's Aid Society. Mm. So I went downstairs, I went around the corner and I Googled open mics in New York City. And the bad slobber list popped up. Yep. And I, that was a Monday. For those of you listening, and this is very inside comedy. Inside baseball, yeah. Uh, bad slava is just a B-A-D-S-L-A-V-A mm-hmm. is a directory where you can find any open mic all around the country. Yes. And I, I hope that guy has made like millions of dollars he off He helps of a it. lot of people. I hope he has me, because. Me included. I used to go through Bad Slava mm-hmm. every morning. Mm-hmm. I would go through it and I'd be like, and I would make a schedule. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, here's the 10 o'clock, here's the 8 o'clock, here's the 9 o'clock, here's mm-hmm. the 10 o'clock, here's the midnight. I'm going to pay you a compliment in oh. a second. <laughs> yeah, it's going to get real sappy for the people that listen to this podcast, but get, give me like a minute sure. to get through the story. I'll, so I'll wait for my compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so I go um, and I look, I look at the thing and I see they have High on Tuesday and they have Stand Up New York on Wednesday. Mm. So I go to High Comedy Club and you guys would never know this, but the High Comedy Club was like the fucking the bottom of the barrel of the barrel. Yeah, it, 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 it's the one thing it was known for was you would smell like fries yes. after being there. Yes, yeah. and your spirit would also smell like fries yeah, broken, after being there. F- you had fry spirit, yeah. So What's I, the downside? <laughs> What's the downside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. So I walk in, right, and the people there were just, like, rude. And the guy, like, Cisco, he's gotten much better as a human being. Sure. Like, But he gave me some good advice, I'll be honest. I came in. I'm dressed to the nines. I had on my Easter outfit, you know what I'm saying? Shades yeah, and all you're that. You're ready to go. You're ready to go to Hollywood. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm like, this is how silly I was. I thought if I did this open mic and killed it, that I could retire. Well, listen, I, you're not. <laughs> what's interesting and like to relate this to anyone that's sitting at home and like, you know, when you are young and I was the same way. Mm-hmm. You think, well, if I perform here and do well here, they'll be like, oh, you're our new kid in town. Yes. We're going to take you under. And then you, I think the realities of life wake you up to like, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Yeah. But it's not, I People wasn't even thinking that yeah. far. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't even smart sure. enough to think that far. I was thinking if I just go and I kill this and I've done comedy. Yeah. I've done it at school. I'm most probably kid in school. Sure. I've done it in a comedy club. I can retire. Of course. I literally was thinking about hanging my quote unquote crown up after this open <laughs> mic. So, nigga, I go on this mic, I sign my name up, I'm like number 22. And I'm the only one that still has like levity left in their spirit. Sure. So, I'm laughing at every goddamn thing. Mm. It doesn't take much to get a giggle out and of me. And your first 
you're your first open. You haven't yeah. done this a thousand times. No, yet. I'm yeah. not bitter yet. Yeah. <laughs> so now people are like dying dogs deaths. So I'm like, well, damn, well, maybe, maybe these people just don't like these people. But I'm funny. I'll be fine. And thank God I started before starting on the open mic scene here. Because what people don't understand is that the open mic scene in New York City is a fucking cheese grater to your ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's no, it, it's a, it's it's very tough to start here as someone who started here. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything. I pluses think, and minuses I think to everything. St- I, whenever someone asks me for advice, I'm always like, just start. Likewise, yeah, that's what I tell know, people too. Just I don't- get it. You know, they'll go. You know, the the one thing you always hear from people that want to do comedy, they'll go, mm-hmm. "Well, I, I I'm writing out my first five first. I'm like, no, 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 that just ain't five. Go, minutes. just go. do it. It's the most physical art form. It's the only one you have to leave the house for. You'll get up and think you have that five minutes, and Mm. then you'll be done with that shit so quick when it's not working. Because that's what happened to me. And you'll a tear will run down your cheek, and you'll be like, "Well, I'm never doing it." It just sets you up for a a bit of failure you're not expecting. A hundred percent. Yeah. So now I do my set, and I'm thinking it's gonna go well Mm. or whatever. And every joke is dying, and I had never bombed like this before. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, if all else fails, my last joke always kills. A joke about my cousin shitting in the toilet and not flying. Mm-hmm. I hit the joke. This is the reaction I got. I'll never forget it. Shit keeps me up at night. I got ha, <laughs> and that <laughs> shit crushed yeah, me. Yeah, look at the audience here. It's Feather Studios. They do that too. That's that's their move. Yeah, I was so, I was so. <laughs> no, that's all too much reaction than what I got. I got a singular ha here. Loved it and stares. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got that, I was like, okay, it'll never be that bad again. Sure. And it going as bad as it did is what kept me in it. And yeah, because now, again, back to that puzzle. Mm-hmm. You're just trying to figure it. You're like, ah, I got to figure this out. How do I figure it yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then from that, I started putting all my jokes on paper and so That's on and so it is. forth. It becomes an obsession. I'm, I mean, I was, I'm there with you. You know, I understand. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like. And it's uh, and if it doesn't become that, the best advice I got is like, if you don't love it, don't do it. Yeah, leave. Yeah, you leave. know, it, there's I've no been, reason. I've been doing it so long now that I, a friend of mine just quit and who I think is very talented. Mm. You know him too. I'll t- we'll okay, talk about it after sure. the podcast. He just quit. And like seven years ago, I would have tried to talk him back into it. Yeah. But now I'm in a space where I'm like, you know what, man? Do what you Good do. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, fact, yeah. nah, seriously, the fact you that you found something that can keep you sane outside of this fucking sure. lion's den, by all means, go and do that. Listen, all of you, Nico's fucking hilarious. All of you need to follow him right now at Nico White93 on Instagram. Go follow. It'll be in my Instagram. Yeah. Use that to get to his stuff. He's headlining New York Comedy Club on yeah. October 25th. Yes, sir. Go to that show. Go to the show October 25th. Go to his website. NicoWhite.com. It's N-E-K-O-W-H-I-T-E.com. Love it. All the information for the show will be there. Promo code is Kang. That's K-A-N-G. That'll drop the tickets from twenty from $35 to $25. There you go. So there's a discount. There's your free money from the J Train podcast. Let's do some emails. You ready? Let's do some emails. But before you jump into your emails, and I I I, I host my a podcast myself, so I know mm. what it's like to throw people off schedule. That, but yeah, no schedule here. The compliment that oh. I was going to pay Jared. <laughs> I forgot. I almost oh. I've known Jared since he started, right? Mm-hmm. Back when Jared was just a couple years younger and maybe three pounds lighter. Okay. <laughs> but I'll tell you this. There's few people that I know that have worked as fucking hard. Oh, I Like, sincerely. That. This now, is hard work. I remember I've worked hard for a long when time. the podcast was new. Yes. You know what I mean? I, I, I can't remember if it was under another name or not. It was TFM Podcast. Yes. Yeah. And I remember when motherfuckers were like, 
you know, you get the gossipers on the scene. Like, what sure. Because you were still new. Sure. So they, they didn't have a reason to respect you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, what the fuck is he doing? Blah, 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 blah. In spite of all that shit, not only did you grow the podcast, but I remember when we do the, we would do those shitty but necessary rooms. For sure. Being in rooms like Greenwich Village Comedy Club. Yeah. And the fucking, like, being in the back of these bars for no money. Yeah. Or for fuck money. Yeah. I've never seen you complain. I've never seen you yell at anybody. <laughs> So for that and the Who's fact- Who's yelling at people? Oh, come on, really? man. There's plenty of fucking sad people yelling <laughs> yeah, at people. Yeah, people are sad. So the fact that you've been able to maintain, A, your sanity, or so it seems, and B, grow your audience the way you've grown your audience, you should fucking be proud of yourself. Thank you, Congratulations. man. I appreciate that. Look, at you've touched the hearts- Of Shelby. Of, of Shelby. Jared. And, and the, the rest of you studio audience at Feather Studios. Uh -huh. Thank you. A tear- Running down my cheek. Let's do the emails. I'm pumped. Let's to do have the you. emails, and, and man. Listen, everyone should follow Nico. He's fucking hilarious. At Nico White, ninety three. We are sponsored, people. We all know how important it is to stay healthy, but the reality is, nine out of ten people don't eat enough fruits and veggies. When you don't get the proper nutrition, you increase your risk for chronic illnesses such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, and even cancer. Michael and Crystal, the founders of Your Super, discovered firsthand how important nutrition is to health. As professional tennis players, they were happy, healthy, and active on and off the court. After Michael was diagnosed with cancer, Crystal started making superfood mixes to help him rebuild his immune system. When they saw the impact of superfood mixes uh, had in improving Michael's health, they knew they needed to share it with the world. Your Super is on a mission to improve people's health with the power of super plants. They make it easy for you to get the nutri nutrients your body needs to thrive. Your Super's functional superfood and plant protein mixes are made from naturally dried organic whole food superfoods and nothing else. With your Super's 100% transparent supply chain, you know you're getting the cleanest superfood mixes on the market. Okay, so listen, people. Your Super is pretty awesome, okay? Um, it's really the easiest, most delicious way to get more fruits and veggies in. You just The, the thing about a, 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 a powder and a mix is you suck it down, you got through it. Okay, and I'm not saying and the best part about these is they taste delicious, too. So it's not like you're sitting there eating a head of broccoli. This is a way to get the broccoli without having to chew the broccoli. You get it? It's a it's fantastic. And I love knowing that the super green mix is keeping my immune system strong and I just feel better. It, it, it feels good. So, and I like that the company keeps everything transparent. I like that they, uh, they're eight, you know, that they, 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 they have so many recipes and they're, it's really, they're creating a nice little community. So to get the cleanest superfood and plant protein mixes at yoursuper.com, that's Y-O-U-R super.com. Y-O-U-R super.com. Get 15. That's one five. 15% off your order when you go to use the code JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN. That's JTRAIN at checkout. Go to yoursuper.com and don't forget to get 15% off with promo code JTRAIN at checkout. Let's do it. JTRAIN podcast at gmail.com is 
So I bring, so I start with an email that I think would connect with the guest. Okay, well, let's Is see. Is age really just a number? Because oh. I knew, you know, to me, you're always the 18-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's not fair. Yeah. You know, but that's the reality of when you meet people, you're like, you know, it's funny that sometimes I'll even remember jokes from people. I don't know any of the act yes. except for the one joke I saw at an open mic the one time that bombed. Mm-hmm. You know, like I always give shit to Greg Stone, who's been on this show all the time, mm-hmm. about a stealing bit he tried to do. Ah. And I and I give him shit about it. And it's like, the, I know a lot of his jokes otherwise, but I'm like, that that to me is like, you know, you see someone through the prism of how you meet how and all you that stuff. I, I'm the same way. There's jokes that, um, like Matt Richards is a good friend of mine. Yeah. Most of HQ Trivia. Shout out to Matt. But he used to have this joke about um, being Jamaican, and the accent was so bad. It was god-awful. <laughs> and the punchline was, it wasn't me. Yeah. And to this day, I give him <laughs> shit about that. And he's a fucking fantastic comedian. Sean Donnelly, you know another is. great comic. Yes. I, every time I see him, he, he used to have a joke about someone on his corner yelling hey shorty yeah yeah yeah, and then yeah, yeah. i can't oh, but i, I can, remember i him can just imagine it. him and his cop face yeah, yeah. Saying, hey shorty hey shorty <laughs> and i always say and he gets annoyed i think uh, hey papa jt uh, the master of moms the wizard of Haas. okay quick question i recently started dating someone who is five years younger than me okay. he's 28 i'm 33 we went out to a bar so i uh he didn't know my age initially but one of the first few times we hung out he said i don't think i would have talked to you if i knew you were 33 oh my god <laughs> and later mentioned that he usually dates girls that are 22 to 24 things were it seemed to be going well and it doesn't seem like he is just looking for something casual my question is should i be worried about this does that mean he doesn't see this going anywhere thanks for your always hilarious sage advice if you have time uh she wants a dating a uh, a a classic shelb lookalike classic shelb has a very strange talent mm-hmm. for uh figuring out the lookalike of the person writing in. Oh, shit. And Get him, Shell. There she is on the left right here. Very cute. <laughs> uh, Very cute. But if y'all can see Shell's face why, as he, he looks at this motherfucker, yo. Cause, he's, uh, you know, this is taking it in. This is his. Oh, I know. He's really <laughs> getting it. He's getting it down. Because, ma'am, if you're listening, you are very attractive. Very but cute. if you could see Shelby's face when he looked at these pictures, he's really buffering to study. No, he's 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 undressing her with his eyes and giving her a, a lookalike to her that she deserves. This is She's very cute. So what do you think? Very, Have very you ever dated someone older? I've dated someone older, and what I would find is that Older older women have a thing about them, at least in my experience, where they'll talk to you like you're just learning how to walk. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, look at you, young man. I'm going to teach you how to. I, I completely agree. And it's fucking annoying because it's yeah. like, A, stop patronizing me. And sure. B, you not about to teach me shit. Yeah. Well, you're here for it. We're right. here. We're here doing this. If you're going to teach me, just teach me. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, don't tell me. Don't make everything. You know, the it is annoying. And, and girls, women start doing this the minute they graduate. The minute women aren't freshmen in college, they're <laughs> old. Right. They, you know, they'll play this game where it's like, 
Ah, uh, you know, seniors so, were the old hens on campus. You're like, my, you're 21. My nigga, they would call me a baby. This girl was 27. Yeah. I was 23. Oh, you're a baby. Bitch, we in the, we, we're within the same yeah. presidential term. And you're fucking a baby. That, that Bro, that's literally <laughs> what I was about to say. You're fucking this baby. Yeah. this is. You have this baby's whole dick in your mouth. The, <laughs> like, what, what are you talking like, about? Live in that reality. Yeah, I... It Stop is patting annoying. me on my head. Well, it, you know what they're doing, and the reason they're doing it is power play. You think? No, it's uh, they're they're self conscious. But see, so they're saying they're trying to get ahead. It's like when you get ahead of the joke that's going to be made about you, right? So no one can ever call her old if she's always calling herself old. True, but now here's what happens, and I think that's kind of what's happening here mm. is that once once it's known now that because like he said he didn't know she was thirty two, yeah. and now it's all she can think about. I, that's because. That's, yeah. You were self-conscious already. And I think you kind of started a deficit when you come at it that way. Yeah. So where he was just being honest with you, and the fact that he was being honest with you for somebody of his age is a plus. And and for him to say, I mean, it's a stupid thing to say when it's written out, mm -hmm. but I'm positive he didn't say, like, I wouldn't go up to you if I had known you were 33. Well, that's like, kind I, of a respect thing, too. Yeah, well, it's kind of letting her know, like, listen, I just, this isn't usually what I'm doing. Yeah, it's not usually what happens. Yeah. You know how fucking psyched he is to tell his friends that he's fucking fucking a 33-year-old? Yeah, I I, <laughs> I, I I think he's he's probably like, this is kind of cool. There is excitement to that, but, like, mm. I think what you're saying is totally correct. She has to be cooler with it than yeah. she is. Then, because it seems like she's so worried about it, and I don't think there's that much to worry about. And I think a lot of times, or older people in general, because mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's just women that are like this. I think they're they're afraid of getting played out by somebody oh, younger yeah. than them. Well, that's this is the thing. She doesn't want you know the there's a phrase that is overused but worth talking about is am I Am I wasting my time? Yeah, am I wasting my time? And do you want to be that story? Mm -hmm. Do you Because a lot of times, like, I don't know for me anyway, I think in relationships where it's like, do I want to be that story? I had a blow up with a girl and I was like, do I want to be that story she tells? You know what I'm saying? What do you mean by that for her? So like for her, she doesn't want to be the older person in the relationship that this young guy now gets to tell his friends about like, oh, yeah, I remember that 33 year old yeah, I had and yeah, I got, yeah. away, with this, I got be, away with that. She doesn't want to be a, you know, a notch on the belt. Exactly. You know, that type of thing. She doesn't exactly. want to be uh, like a, you know. Uh, she don't want to be the MILF story. Not that she sure. is. But I don't but, think that he's trying to play you. I think that you should let whatever this is happen. Yeah. And I think the, you know. We get into this on You Up last week um, on the other podcast. Mm -hmm. This is the the clock women are working with. I can understand she's like, I'm 33. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to be, you know, seriously seeing someone who doesn't see me seriously. True. So I think that also takes like it takes you asking the right questions and and also but also, w women think they don't have to listen. Because I, I was just about to say, also takes, and I don't, I don't mean this. What's her name? We don't, we don't do names. Oh, hilarious. Well, to you, madam, I don't think that um, <laughs> you calling her madam isn't helping her age issues. Oh, I'm sorry. I just talk like that. My family's from Orangeburg, <laughs> South Carolina. I just speak like that, ma'am. So it's one of those things that we all have to get over ourselves yeah. a little bit. Because uh -huh. I think that's what this is. You need to get over yourself just a little bit in mm. regards to, you know, can I take this serious? And will he take this serious? Yeah, I think let all, it happen. Let it happen, but also let it go. Right. So, so, and let it go. What I mean is, be ready to let it go. Right. So you are thirty three. 
Mm-hmm. If you want to bring age into it, you can go. At this point, you know what makes you feel good from a relationship. Mm-hmm. If those, if if that is getting, if that if that's not being met, if if your if your parameters aren't being go. met, get out of there and, and don't waste your time with. Well, maybe you'll come back. That has nothing about age. Yeah, that has something about your and character ability to read between the lines. Yes. So, is he taking you out? All right. Yeah. There we go. He's twenty-seven, and twenty-seven isn't that young. It's like, not. You know, he, it's he's an not. adult. That's a whole grown man. And again, you're not even that much older than he is. Yeah. And don't make this. And I'm going back to what Nico said in the beginning because this happens in a lot of relationships. Mm-hmm. Don't lean on the easy joke of the relationship. Yes. Oh, and I'm the old woman, and you're the young man. Because you, you know, will because t- then, you will tire a dude out like that. Yeah. Too. And he'll end up at one point go. Yeah, maybe she is too old. She is too you know, old. Like, and, and, and then you're going to reveal that like your timeline is a little bit quicker than his. Right. That's what you have to... If if he's backing down to your town, if he's not adding up to your timeline, mm-hmm. time to go. You got to go. And I feel like you would know that right now. So to whoever you are, ma'am, I wish you the best. And let it go. You know what I'm saying? Let it go. J-train. You're 33. You're not ancient. J-Train. Like oh, Dave, yeah. Who's Daisy sure? Fuentes. Holy shit, are you good. She does have Fuentes to her. I don't know who Daisy Fuentes is, but Daisy Fuentes. If she looks anything like this lady, she's very attractive. I'm a. I used to be obsessed with Daisy Fuentes. That we was all, like my yeah. type. We all were. Oh my god! I used to be obsessed with Eve. You remember Eve? Yeah. With the fucking paw prints on the titties. Of course, <laughs> boy. There's Daisy Fuentes. Okay. Do you, I see it? Good work. God, great work. Shelby's very good. I'm kind of afraid does. to ask this nigga who I look like. I, I don't get into that. <laughs> J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. That was good. Chameleonaire. Worry. Worried. Chameleonaire. Worried I'm bothering my boyfriend by crying too much. You definitely are. <laughs> I can assure Short you. Short answer. <laughs> feather, feather, big fan of you up in J Train. I've featured you in my story and I tell all my friends, thank you. Anyways, to start off, I don't want to say I'm a crier because I feel like Jared has some jokes locked and loaded on self-described cries. I feel like when she cries, I feel like when she cries, this is how she cries. I don't want to seem like I'm complaining. Yeah. <laughs> what? We really need yeah. to make this thing I'm better. not a pain in the ass while being a pain in the Yo, ass. Yeah. That, and that's the most annoying because like, yeah. you know what you're doing. <laughs> Stop. But if I'm being honest, I cry a lot. It's my response to situations no, that no, are emotionally charged. <laughs> i.e. fighting with my boyfriend or family when I'm over, really overwhelmed about school, when I, uh, when I get really mad, my boyfriend and I are doing long distance, so sometimes I cry when he leaves. Um, the issue is that before I started dating my boyfriend, I never really noticed how often I cry because I find crying publicly a little embarrassing. So it was always just me who knew. Now I notice because he's normally with me, um, note not saying it's usually his fault, just we spend a lot of time together and that happens to be with me. Um, and it's made me really self-conscious about it. Now I know it's because he's normally with me. Okay, so, and it's made me really self-conscious about it. I feel like guys probably find girls who cry to be really emotionally draining or any annoying or whatever, and that just makes me more upset when I'm already feeling upset and vulnerable. Any okay. insight on how guys perceive this? Would this be a deal breaker? My female friends say hmm. they cry a lot too, but they don't really see me cry, so I'm not sure... They have uh, a good sense of how frequently it actually is. I have seen a counselor. He said I'm just tender-hearted and wasn't overly concerned about it. He's a very nice counselor. 
for reference, it probably works out that I cry twice a month. <laughs> I like I like that she has an Excel spreadsheet. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, you know, I cry twice a month, usually right before dusk, yeah, and then yeah. again at dawn. And I'm at I'm at a 32 cry a day rate, <laughs> but it's been a rough past couple of weeks, and it's shaken out to be more like weekly. Big yikes! I know. No, you listen. We all okay. cry. My so, boyfriend says I'm not. I'm too says I'm too hard on myself. Okay. Take a pick. I, I mean, if this email is any um <laughs> any indication, she then says she attached pics for classic shelf. We've got a few celeb lookalikes throughout the years, and I'm curious. Oh, okay. uh, but she didn't attach pics. Oh, poor baby. Well, now she's gonna start crying about that. Okay, so um, train. I'm 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 gonna start on this one. Go for it. So, ma'am, it's one of those things where it's like, cat. I wish y'all had to drop on this. Cat Williams said it best, and excuse the b word. Bitch, it's called self esteem. That was one of the best lines Cat has ever used, okay. and I think it applies here to where you're fighting yourself. I don't even think your boyfriend's thinking that hard because if this is how you are, this is how you are. Yeah. If y'all still together, it's one of the things he's probably learned to accept. No one likes yeah. to see their, their mate cry. Nobody sure. likes that. But if that's how you do, if that's how you do business, that's how you do business. You are what you is. Right. Yeah. And he's clearly down for the business. So if you're yeah. crying when he leaves. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You miss them. Yeah. Like you, the, everything own you describe, you own cry. It. Yeah. You cry. And, and also, you, and you're not even crying a lot. I cry more watching anime than she does in a month, according to this she, email. And, and to me, she cries the way she described it is at proper times. Proper times. But also, she cries when, like, uh, it, this is her natural, natural body state. Yeah. It's like sweating to her. I know somebody who cries like every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, I could show like a, like a cute, like a viral vid, and, and, and somebody they, else will be like, oh, she's boom. And sometimes I'll say this crying, the vulnerability that goes with it, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. It's good. And, and guys kind of, I was with my girlfriend and she started like tearing up a little bit. And I'll never forget it. We're like in bed together. Mm-hmm. There's a tearing up going on. And at some point she goes, Are you hard? Yo. And I go, I, I'm so sorry. Like she was I, telling I me like serious apologize. shit. Yeah. I was like, I started, she started laughing. Mm-hmm. I was like, but it was so funny because I was like, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah. Um, I, I feel bad for the situation you're talking about, but also it's a little hot. But she opened and, up and, to and you. It's like, and it, it opened up to me. Yeah. And I, and I, guys, we don't usually get that all the time to where it's like you fucking like your hearts are touching. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. It's like oh, we're actually connecting. Well, I we're putting a really positive spin on our boners based on their cry. <laughs> There's might be a psychologist listening being like, yeah, that's really fucked up. I mean, but it I, might be. I, I, it might be it's fucked up, but I didn't really. In my mind, I didn't have fucked up feelings. I'm just like, no. I don't know. I'm listening to her story. She looks really cute when yeah. she's crying. Um, this had, dick it's, is it's, just It's not like you're going own. out doing bad shit to make her cry so yeah, you get hard. That's that what would I'm saying. Yeah, that would be weird. <laughs> I had a girl cry because she was proud of me, and I don't think I've had better sex ever in my it, fucking this life. Is, it's so I hope this comforts her a little bit to hear that like you got uh, three three men here saying that they all get boners when they when they see a girl cry it for for the right reasons because it's like again uh, that's why i went and saw the notebook in theaters seven <laughs> times i was like i gotta get this boner again just, just so you can get it <laughs> that's a damn i shake. love that's why i love the titanic yeah but on honestly i don't think there's anything wrong with you i think um i think you're being oh, your own uh, you're worst being, enemy and it, yeah and, and here's the thing two things going back to the last email 
Yeah, you fucking cry. So yeah. this doesn't have to be your narrative. You don't have to be, and look at me. Right. Crying again. Crying again. Okay, if, if we you, get it. If you didn't cry, something would be wrong. Here's the other thing. And it doesn't sound like she does this. But sometimes if someone's crying or they're getting more emotional than everyone else, yeah. they use that as some sort of credibility mm-hmm. for why they... Uh, why their feelings are more important. More important than yeah. other people's. And it's like... Don't do that move. Yeah. And, and it doesn't sound like you're doing that, but it's something to be aware of where you go, I am like, it's, it's the equivalent of someone having a baby and going as a mother. Right. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do, you, uh, what do you think as a person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we being like, anyone can become a mother. Right. You know, I, like, or a father, whatever. Yeah. I'm looking at the length of the email here. And I just think that you're, you, you know, so much about yourself that it's a detriment to you. Just let, let it, it be. Let it be. Life is to be lived. And the fact that you care as much as you do is a good thing. Don't no dude want to lead that girl. She's like, all right, bye. Yep. <laughs> no, nobody want that. They, also, no guy's been like, I got away from that bitch. She was a crier. Yeah. Like, I've never that, heard that. Those words have never been said. Now, mind you, I've been in situations, but this is back in high school yeah. where I was with a girl and she was always playing up her emotions. And, but she, was, she wasn't crying. This bitch was like, I'm going to kill myself. Every other uh, text would be like, it was good seeing you for the last time, <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So you're not that. This isn't a deal breaker. Yeah. The fact that y'all are still together is that the proof is in the pudding. There it is. You good. J Let train it go. Podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Nico White. Yeah. Nico White 93. N-E-K-O White 93, baby. <laughs> 1025. Headlining New York Comedy Club. Kang. K-A-N-G is the discount code. Get, get, you, get you $10 off that $35 price, there baby. You go. We are sponsored people, zip recruiter, zip recruiter, zip recruiter. Listen, people, um, I, I we've talked about zip recruiter before. If you're hiring, if you're looking for people, it, it is difficult to find the right people for the right job. Zip recruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Okay. It's technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get quality candidates fast. Uh, so I, I got a, the, the Cafe Altura's COO, Dylan Miskowitz, needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding quali- qualified applicants. So he switched to ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter.com. Um, and, and so Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. Listen, this Dylan, Dylan, d- this guy had an issue and he needed a person and ZipRecruiter goes and finds the right person. That's the thing. Everyone wants jobs. Everyone wants a better job, but you got to find someone that fits the puzzle piece that you are missing. So four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's right. You're not going to be wasting your time. You have business to do. You don't need to be looking for people. Let ZipRecruiter do it. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes? Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. J-T-R-A-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. That is a free trial. You can try it for free. This is great. Free money, people. Uh, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash JTrain. Dating equivalent of safety schools. Whoa. Hold on. Wait a second. Let me uh, adjust my glasses for this. She sent pics and all this well, stuff. Well, goddamn, that's a badass staircase. Celeb lookalike for Shelby. Mm-hmm. 
She's very good looking. Fucking um, This isn't to say the other ones haven't been, but I mean, but this come is on a now. model less. She's, I mean, Shelby. Flat. She's gonna want to look alike. So, hey man, discover this podcast podcast recently as a me. big fan of stand up comedy. I've been loving get the guests and relationship advice. You rule. I'm feeling pretty discouraged. Here's her pictures. Okay, Shelby taking it in. Shelby's doing his assessment. With the Shelby snarl as he gets yep. it down. I'm feeling pretty discouraged in the dating realm. For background, I live in L.A. She looks the most I live in L.A. Yeah. ever. Right? Yeah, that didn't shock me. And uh, I'm 28, and I am broke up, and I broke up with an ex a little over a year ago after being together about seven years in college and after. It was pretty mutual, and we definitely outgrew each other, so not looking back there. In the past year, I've gone on dates with a few guys I met on Hinge, but haven't been pursuing finding the next guy too aggressively because I want to be open to the universe. That's the most L.A. sentence ever. Um, I also generally uh, I'm also generally afraid of forcing any situation with a guy or appearing too interested. If it happens, it happens. Gosh, I feel really awful saying this, but the following has happened twice to me. I'll go out hook uh, with and hook up with the same guy over the course of a few weeks or months, casually not hear from them a little while, then see this guy, same guy on social media start dating a girl who's objectively less attractive than me. Ooh. I know I bring a lot to the table in terms of personality, selflessness, sense of humor, and sex, to be completely honest here, uh, and have had guys tell me all the above. So when I see this happen... I get in my head a little about what went wrong and my self-confidence takes a blow. Do guys ever feel compelled to pursue safer bets? Again, huh? I feel awful and awkward asking this, but it's something I've witnessed more than once and it's only feeding my fear of rejection. I'm pretty okay. new to this whole dating thing anyways. Uh, attaching hmm. pics, love you, mean it. So I'll say to her, this is the perfect place to send this email. This is the judgment-free zone. Yes. We have uncomfortable conversations comfortably. I love this email, actually. Okay. Because she's saying, hey, I'm going out with these guys. Uh, nothing's really happening. Then their next girl ain't looking like me. Right. But see, that that's the part of the email where I went... Uh, because of and, course, and it's not, that's and, the one that's that's what she expected from from and, people. But and I, I, that's what it is to where it's like I I could already tell by your email that you're deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I could tell that you're deeper than that. And the fact that the first thing that she said was, "Oh fuck, that the bitch ain't on my level," and that might be where one of the problems is because mm. yeah, it sucks that the other person isn't as attractive as you, but. You have you definitely have more to offer than just your looks. You definitely yeah, do. Yeah, and and she says she's afraid of rejection, which all which of that, us are. But, but we all are. But it's a it's more apparent once she added that part about the next girl being well less. Than. What's apparent about her a fear of rejection is she writes the answers are sometimes in the emails. That that's what I'm saying. And she wrote, "I'm also generally afraid of forcing my situation with a guy or appearing too interested." And, and so when what you don't want to seem too interested, you seem like you're not interested. And on top of that, you're hot. So on top of the on top of the regular fucking insecurities that come with being somebody mm-hmm. or just casually hooking up with somebody, then you know how hot you are, which could be a detriment sometimes. And then you don't like to seem too interested. If you don't seem too interested, a lot of women just seem uninterested. Yeah. And I, when we know you have options, especially as fucking gorgeous as she is, if I know you got some options and you don't seem interested, well, shit, I'm out. Yeah. I, I, guys, 
guys are ego filled uh, animals. Yeah. And if you don't, if if you're looking at someone that doesn't necessarily make you feel good about yourself when you're an ego filled mania animal, yeah. you're gonna go. I, I'm not gonna really go around this person. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of drop off. I I do think that when you say I don't know what this email makes my head hurt. What is appearing too interested? That's the thing. Because well, right, because you she she hasn't laid on anything that tell that tells me anyway mm. what her interest looks like. Like when she's interested, what does that look like for you? Are you going? Are you talking to this person every day? Yeah. Are you like hitting hitting up in the morning? Like what's but the also to defend her? Also, she is a categorically, and I'm not saying this. This isn't a down. There's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. First, the the next girl a guy is with has nothing to do with the last. Girl Absolutely with. nothing. And that's a that's a huge thing that women. Um, because they compete with their relationship levels a lot, yeah. they end up because uh, our competition with men is 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 work and financial yep. and look at the type of girl that is on my arm and those aren't healthy either. I'm no, not defending no, those. No, societally that's just what's come out. Mm-hmm. Women a lot of times are who's the married one, who's the single one, who's yep. in the relationship, and that's how the order is defined. So when they see that someone that isn't as good looking in their eyes as them well, they is think in they a relationship. Have a pr- they think they have a problem and you don't. No, you have no problem. It has you're, nothing you're, to do with you. Someone's going to be with you at some point. Yes. The point of that is to say, don't count the money in other people's wallets. Exactly. You have no idea the reasons that they stayed together and you, it, it, the reasons they stayed together isn't, one of them isn't, that last bitch, and but and that's what I want to get to, right? And like you did to the, to defend her, one of the things is that because she says she's fairly new to this date and but stuff. She's right? also to defend her. She's also so hot. She looks like Emily Van Camp. Emily Van Camp, boy, you. Okay. I'm telling you, dog, you scare me. I mean, it is uncanny how good here she is. Wow, it's ridiculous. Yeah, you're good, man. So it's one of those things where it's like. If she's new to dating, like she says she is, when she says, I don't want to like seem too interested or whatever, and we tell her, like, be more interested, who knows what that means for her? She might hear that and go, like, okay, I'm going to hit him up every minute on the minute. Mm. Or if she's doing the opposite of that, she might never hit him up at all. So well, there's I, I, levels I, to be played with. Remember here. when we just said that we get hard when we watch a girl cry? Yeah. Yeah. You know what that was from? Vulnerability. Yeah. So I, I used to have this a lot where when I went on dates with girls, like this would happen because I, I like I like a curvy woman. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful thing. Like I'm thick, baby. Into it. Mm-hmm. When I would go out with them or meet them in public and show interest, a lot of times there was this weird defense mechanism where they were like kind of mean. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed it with, a, and I'm not trying to generalize, I'm just saying this would happen a lot with the type of women that maybe weren't getting pursued in the way that I was pursuing. Right. And they come at, well, oh, 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 you think you're funny? Oh, and it's like this whole defense mechanism. Well, that's because they have to go through the day well, and get it, like sniped at them. Like, I don't know the type of woman you're talking okay. about, but like for me, right? Thick women, mostly black and Hispanic, right? Mm-hmm. They walking down the block and it's fucking pickup lines all goddamn day. People saying little slick shit to them. Sure. So when you sit at the table with them, you throw your little funny lines like, huh, you think you funny? Because she been dodging those little yeah. lines and, all fucking and day also before she not, got to you. And also not 
serious. Right. Like those lines aren't taken seriously or given seriously yep. sometimes. So, yep. it, and, and I think for her, she's a beautiful girl who's probably dealing with a lot of shitty fucking dudes. Who only want to get in her pants. Who yeah. want to get in her pants. So it's like, I don't understand where she's putting up this defense mechanism where vulnerability is a weakness. But right. what we're saying is, if you're going to go on dates with someone and you do, you have to own that you like them. Yeah. Stop liking people because they like you. Yeah. Own the things you like. And you say, and show a little vulnerability. Show that tear. And that sh- and show that brings a wa- guy in more. Show that you want to be with a motherfucker because you you two goddamn gorgeous to have to worry about any of that yeah, shit. And, and that doesn't mean answering every one of their texts and going out when, I, you know, no. this means when you do go out getting a little personal. Right. You, you know, the, those things. Every think, time you lead a date, I should be able to take something about you home with me. Because, and what she's not realizing is those next girls. We're probably doing that. That's all they did. Yeah. That's all they did. And a little bit of personality, a little bit of opening your door to let somebody walk in. Motherfuckers got to see the house before they buy it. We are sponsored people. Yeah. you, You hear those ghosts? That's not someone leaving your bedroom to never text you again. That's a real ghost. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Halloween. Remember when planning your costume as a kid was like the most fun thing that you could have had pre-Christmas? And for the Jews, uh, yeah, pre-Hanukkah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, And now that you're an adult, Halloween feels less Halloween-y. Am I right? Well, MeUndies is bringing back the childlike joy of picking out the perfect costume with their spooky prints and Halloween costume onesies. That's right. Costumes, onesies. Boo. Listen, I love what MeUndies done, has done. They're a fun company. They, they, have, they know that you're looking for something easy breezy to get on your body for Halloween. And they also make things really comfortable. The worst part about Halloween costumes is spending a whole night with, you know, you know, a knife in your ear. And you're like, oh, this is, I feel awful. Well, let me undies solve this issue. They're spooky soft, designed to be the best thing you've ever put on your body soft. Like softer than a fluffy kitten dressed up in a pumpkin spice costume. That, like softer than brain zombies love to eat. Oh, too far? Well, you get the idea. These are the softest undies known to man. They're also available in sizes extra small to 4XL, soft for all. Um, so listen, I love me undies. I love that they give... You know, free money to the people that listen here. If you don't have their underwear, like if you want to get one of their onesies for Halloween, that's great. I wear the underwear all the time. It's spectacular. It feels good. Uh, talk about feathering your nuts. Um, so MeUndies has a great offer for my listener. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. That's a no-brainer, people, because they have 100% satisfaction guarantee, so you can you know, send them back if they don't work out. So to get your 15% off your first pair, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Shelby, we got time for one more. Where are we right now? Because I didn't write 48. that. 48. 48. Let's do one more email, then we got some news. We do. Let's do one more email. Does Let's that sound good? One good? more. Yeah. I'll give one you the. more email. I'll give the Nico the choice. Okay. I'll, I'll do. I'll read a couple titles. All right. Hook up train to Greenwich. Red flag or deal breaker? Did my inability to talk about feelings scare him away? Um, well-seasoned fuckboy or just an idiot? 
my not so transparent ghost. Mm. First dates nearby. Well seasoned fuck boy and the uh the one that was talking about emotions. But since I can't remember that one. Let's do well seasoned fuck boy. Yeah. Because first of all, can I say this? Because I know this sure. email is probably coming from um, a white woman somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all got to stop using the words fuck boy only because, and we need to like, because that's something that started in the like black side, right? So I, 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 what is, that's interesting to me. I like, yeah. I, 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 I like that. What, what do you, what, what is fuck boy in the black community? You want me to be honest? Please. Fuckboy in the black community, what it originally meant, it was a derogatory term for like gay people. Basically meant faggot. That's what fuckboy oh, meant. You know what I'm saying? Okay. When you would get called a fuckboy, that was somebody calling you. And, you know what and, I'm saying? Na- and now it's been over. It's and I got been- news for you. That means you're gay. <laughs> so I, right. So, so that that's what, oh, by, by the way, to the people that will come back and listen to this podcast to cancel me in three years, <laughs> um, I'm just giving a little urban dictionary no, history. No, so. the, there's context to this conversation. They don't give a fuck about context, so I'm just setting it okay. up now. Seth Simmons, <laughs> shout out. Uh, oh, fuck that. I don't know who that is, but <laughs> stay away a, from me. Yeah, okay. So in the, in the black community, that was a derogatory term for gay people. Not you ain't have to be gay. That's just what niggas would say to you to call you a faggot without saying faggot. Got it. Okay. I like that they 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 moved on from one term to find another term that was you know then became bad as well. That was right up there with fuck boy, suck my dick. That was all in the same area of disrespect. And now it's been acquired by white women to describe guys that are trying to to have a lot of sex and not commit. I just find it hilarious because they get offended by so much other shit. You sure. know what I mean? And it's <laughs> like, well, you out here using fuckboy don't even know what it started as. That shit would get you murdered down it's, south, dog. Well, it's, you know what's funny about that is like, it's like going to like China mm-hmm. and thinking a word sounds cool yep. and then realizing... That that is the N word, right? You know, like, right. You you over there. You say that shit. You get hit over the head. You know, what? Why? Because you just said the most disrespectful yeah. shit in the country. <laughs> so I'm just saying, be careful. Just that word. Know, what, know how you're saying it. Know it, what you're saying. That word could get you killed listen, I, down south. I um. We talked about this. We had a guest on Mary Beth Barone who has a who has a show mm-hmm. where it's called where she does a fuck boy. What was it? <laughs> Like I kind of like remaking them or something. Well, <laughs> now that you think about it, if you, wow. if you if you told someone about that segment, I, Mary Beth was great. She's fantastic. She's funny. But it, but she, I did kind of question her on the use of the term because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's it's kind of like, to me, it's calling someone a slut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I don't use the word slut to refer to women yes. because I'm like, ugh, I don't. That's not the right word to say. Well, it's shame. I, I, I understand the the context, but it's, but it's like two wrongs don't make a right. Two you know, wrongs like, don't make a right. Do, but are we growing or are we just trying to get back at people? No, we just trying to get back at people. So, but then it's fuck. She has fuckboy redemption, I think, or it might be that. Yeah. But it's funny that Hilarious. she's almost in in another part of the country that might be considered like uh, sending a gay person to. Uh, Oh, conversion, conversion therapy. therapy. Hilarious. You know, like, yeah. so. I'm just saying that word would like that term would get you killed down south. That's you that that was fighting words. Let's uh, well, let's read this person's well-meaning email. Hilarious. <laughs> hey, hey, Jared. Only a little to the podcast feel bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. We want we want the information. Yeah. Only a little wine tipsy, so uh we'll come to attempt to keep this as, as to the point as possible. That Lady, sentence is already the hardest this, one for me to this read. This email is three scrolls long. 
<laughs> no, it's not so bad. I was in the process of casting uh, for a TV show earlier this year. Throughout filming, I noticed one of the guys on the crew and found him very attractive. I didn't end up being on the show. And months, I didn't end up being on the show. And months later, he reached out to me via Instagram to see how I'd been. That means he's interested. Mm-hmm. We started texting very frequently. We were FaceTiming at least three times a week for about a month. Damn. We were even having very honest conversations about what we wanted out of life. Damn. He said he wanted a family and was frustrated uh, that he felt work and traveling held him back from that. I was refreshed by his forwardness about these things as I'm at a place where I'd like to start getting on the road to settling down. For more context, I'm 28. He's 39. If y'all, one of y'all is on the rightful track of setting down, he mentioned down. he mentioned that he would love for me to come visit before he leaves where he's filming now and heads uh, to the next place, which will be even further away. I had already planned a trip to see family that's about two hours from where he is working now, so I suggested that I could make a day trip, mm-hmm. and from there it was set. We were supposed to hang out today, Monday, because he was off work and I run my own business, so kept the time free. He had mentioned earlier last week, the week before planned visit, that he found out he might not have his day off since it was the last week of filming and that he'd update me. He texted Thursday that he, in fact, did not have Monday off. I responded with, that sucks, but we'll still be able to see each other next month. He had already mentioned he would stop in after filming He was when he was free. He texted Friday morning about how disappointed he was about the trip not working out and asked if there was any way I'd be willing to drive there Sunday evening when he got back. They they were out of city filming something to have dinner and hang out. I agreed, and that was that. That was the last I heard from him. Hmm. I headed to see my family right after that text exchange and reached out the de- uh, the next day, Saturday, to check in. Hey, I know you're busy working, but let me know when you'll be back in town tomorrow so that I can plan when to head up there. I saw that he was uh, active on Instagram throughout the day and viewing my stories, but he did not respond. I didn't hear from him until 3 a.m. Mon- 3 a.m. today, Monday morning. Yeah. So he heard, she heard from him after they were supposed to hang out that Sunday. Yep. He said he didn't have service all weekend. He's That's sorry. bullshit. It's bur- bullshit. He's sorry the trip didn't work out. He expressed that work was screwing up his social life again. Um, what? First of all, did you think I'm an idiot and that you actually just didn't have service all weekend? And second, I totally gave him the out about not hanging out and he asked me to still come then disappeared. Please tell me if you understand what's going on in his mind because I'm lost. Okay. I'd assume he if he's just a seasoned fuck boy and does this all the time that he wouldn't have ghosted and at least tried to get sex before disappearing. But instead, he seems so genuine and so into all of it then disappeared and lost service, quote unquote, all weekend. I feel totally justified in being pissed that he didn't respond after inviting me and giving lost service excuse. But why does it seem does he seem to think it's not a big deal? Thank you. She gives her Instagram. Uh, OK, so I'm I'm a start on this one. She goes. So, she gives his Instagram, but it's not helpful because he's now that he has no pictures of himself. He's just one of those guys, or just old. <laughs> okay, well, you answered a couple of your own like questions in this email. Mm. First of all, this is a thirty-nine-year-old person on social media with your young ass. He already like y'all. Y'all at two different stages in life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So this is probably the game he plays. But also, there's something to be said with like she mentioned. It's not like he tried to like show up and just get sex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then bounce. So there might be something to what he said. I don't think that it was one of those things where he lost service. That's obvious bullshit. But yeah. he might have just lost interest and doesn't know how to fucking say that. Well, that's I, I, I'm with you. The last thing you said is what speaks to me the most. Because yeah. 
I've kind of been this guy. As have I. Yeah. So I've been, <laughs> this is the thing. This is why people write in. I've been this guy and I've been this guy where I get to the point of like, like I've been, they're distant. Yeah. They're distance. You get to the point where you're like, you're talking, you're getting along on social media, you're getting along on text. And then all of a then sudden. you get there and it's like, do uh, I want to do this? Do I was was masturbating to the idea of it enough? Yeah, and that's what he's doing. Well, he's sometimes, going, sometimes now, you have empty balls and you go, "Yeah, you know what? Now I can just go to sleep." Uh, exactly. And and what men do, and this is an ego driven thing. Yeah, is we go. Here's the thought process, and I know this is going to sound insane, but I'll go. I bet you it won't. Uh, this girl's cute and. Monday, like a whole day, I was going to have my day off. Yeah. And I, I don't even know if we're going to get along in person, but, you know, and then I got to, I would like to go to the gym and like pay my bills uh-huh. and have my, well, okay, well, let's cancel Monday. May, oh, you know, and then a day goes by and you go, well, maybe she can come Sunday. Yep. Now, then, J- Jared, how old are you? 34. You're 34. Mm. That guy's 39. I'm 26. Mm. I've had the thought to where it's like, you know, you talk to the girl online or whatever, mm-hmm. just just to see if you can. You know what I'm sure. saying? Just to see if you can get it to the point where it's like, yeah, I'll come see. And you all excited and all that shit. Then you go through your week. You go mm-hmm. through your day. Mm-hmm. And then you know, all right, I set up to meet. But shit, I got to work. Okay, cool. I'll work. Then you're done working. And it's like, well, you know what? I want to just fucking sit here. I can, I can lay down. Ooh, yeah. I can eat. I can eat. You go, you eat, you go to sleep. You wake up, it's three in the morning. Yeah. You missed everything. Yeah. And it's like, shit, she ain't going to believe that I just came here, went well, to sleep. I'm not willing to give him that. No, I'm talking about me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, like, I, that could happen, but I'm, I'm more saying that every time push came to shove, mm-hmm. he was like, what are we gonna meet once and then and then maybe that, and then at maybe 39. Fuck, at 39 we're gonna meet once we're gonna maybe fuck and then i'm gonna be this fucking asshole because then a month from now she's gonna want to hang out again and i'm gonna have to hang out yep. because we already fucked that one time and or, then and or then, i or i can't hang out and she'll think all i want to do was fuck and then never talk it, to exactly her again. so it's like he's going through and she's like well he's not a fuck boy because he he would have had the sex and that you know he's He's an egomaniac. He's an egomaniac. <laughs> well, like all of us. He's an old egomaniac. Yeah. And you he's, know what and I'm he's, saying? And he's saying to himself, what are the long-term prospects? And I think women think of the, the long-term success stories. Mm-hmm. Men think of the long-term crash and burn. Yes. And, and what, men are think, what he's thinking is not how great the day or the night will be. He's thinking how horrible... The, the ending, blowback the is. The blowback and how bad the ending is going to be. And I think every time your trip came, it weighed on him that he'd be making you make a trip yes. and that would not result in marriage. And, and I know she's going, well, I don't want marriage. At some point you do. And at what road, which road is going to lead me to less personal annoyance? And, the, and that is canceling on you, masturbating, falling asleep, and, you know, Covered in my own cup, and know and know <laughs> that that has nothing to do with it is nothing, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's all him. It's all him, and I think that's kind of a part of it too that might make some women upset. Where it's like, 
So wait, this had nothing to do with me. It nothing. never had anything had to do with to do. you. It had to do with his ego, his insecurities, his feelings that like I'm gonna make a girl drive two hours, right? To to maybe fucking then never speak to her again. And, 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 and it's, it's like, that it's, it's that weird. And dudes do that shit where it's like it's almost an odd sympathetic kind of thing. Yeah, to where it's like it's, I don't want to make her drive. It, it's this thinking too Aww. much of yourself. Yep, while also understanding that you're hurting somebody. That you're gonna hurt somebody. So, and I, and I hope she hears that and goes, and here's two men going of different age groups. Yes. Going, yeah, we've done that. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. like, I've, bro, I've legit been at the point where it's like, she could come over or I can nap. Yeah. <laughs> I legit get some sleep that I've been missing. And sometimes the nap is a lot better. A lot and, lot, better. and a lot, and it's always a lot less stressful. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Nico White, thank you for coming on. Brother, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to have finally done the podcast. I, I am too. At Nico White93. Go follow. Get involved. 1025 headlining New York Comedy Club. You want to do some news with us? Is that cool? I'll do some news with you. Shelby, hit it. guys ever have a dream where something's happened in your dream and you kind of wake up still half asleep and you go kind of do that thing? Yes. Like, oh, there's a somebody breaking <laughs> in and then you go up and you're kind of rushing to the door. Something uh, weird like that. Or even a milder version. Um, something milder, but yes. I understand where a dream feels so real that you have to like go, wait, wait, wait. Get your bearings. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. You're that. you're late for a gig, and then you sure. realize, oh, it's, it's, it's three a.m. I'm not. I yeah. had a very lucid dream like that once. I did an edible and fucking. I thought that I was running from something, mm. and then fucking popped up in bed, fucking arms. Start, okay. <laughs> like so I was about to get up out of there. So Nico's definitely been there more than me, but I understand. Yeah. Well, one woman, mm-hmm. uh, somebody's fiance. She was engaged. Had a dream where a bunch of bad guys showed up and <laughs> were gonna rob her. Okay. <laughs> getting uh, a bunch of bad guys. Go ahead. So to protect her two point four carat engagement ring in the dream, she mm. swallowed it. But oh my god! I don't even want to. The thing is, she was not just a dream. She was not getting robbed, but in real life, she woke up, was freaking out, and swallowed her. Engagement ring. So, uh, ha, mm. I mean, isn't that a reason? I didn't know you slept with the ring on. A and B. Um, I don't. I don't know how you could just wake up and do that. Yeah. How I, did you I, not a choke? Well, I guess if you were running, then I didn't leave the bed. I know well, she might have like gotten it to the throat part and then just gulped. Mm-hmm. It was, that was so a what small is, ass ring. How do you get that ring out? Shit. She. Uh, she, they, her, her fiance. He woke. She woke him up. They kind of laughed about it, and they took her to the urgent care for an upper endoscopy. Oh my god! And uh, doctors retrieved the ring, and <gasps> they got it back two days later. Oh, ew, that's nasty. That's a. <laughs> that's one of those where it's like, what else was that husband gonna do? Like, right? How, how it's it's funny that like. It's a funny that a husband in that position, like the first thought is like, that's hilarious. I can't believe yeah. you saw that. Now I'm go wondering, get my ring. I'm wondering, <laughs> yeah, get that ring. You better get it fucking back. I'm wondering how a woman would re- respond to that. Like, 
I swear, I woke up and like if his ring was missing the next day and he was like, no, 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 no I had a dream. She would check your poop. <laughs> she would like, get some gloves. Oh, yeah, you slept. and <laughs> You slept. And you, you had a dream of bad guys. That's how you protect the house. Take this laxative, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to see if this ring pop if up. If that ring doesn't come out of your ass, your ass is fucking You're dead. out of here. You're out of here. Like, I'm wondering... How fun that would be reversed. All you know? I know is that I'm keeping the ring from now on. Like, she going to still be my wife. We still yeah. married. But I'm putting the ring on the keychain. It's like when po- people put a lock on the door of the fridge so that they don't eat at night. <laughs> yeah. She's going to put a lock on the ring. Like, but did she not gag? Did she not choke? What's her fucking, like, I don't, I don't know, man. That, that's just <laughs> awkward as hell to me. That's a funny way for women to talk shit about if someone's engaged ring. Oh, I bet you she could swallow it. I bet it. you could swallow <laughs> that <laughs> shit. Yeah, Dumbass. <laughs> you know her mom probably, oh, oh, my God. Her mom is probably making all those jokes. Hmm, small enough to swallow it, yeah. I see. <laughs> so we got more? We do. Right. This one's another bit of a horror story. Uh-oh. Okay. Did you guys ever adopt? Even even consider such. A I thing. was just talking about this the other day. Of course I would. And then you know what's crazy is so nice. I would adopt. Um, it would have to be you know, uh, specific to like a situation. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I would want, but I think I would. I I think adoption is a, is a great thing. And uh, I, of course, I know? would I would adopt only to prove. Um, there's a certain point that I've always wanted to prove that family. Is in quotations, right? Okay. It doesn't. You don't necessarily have to be blood related to be family. Okay. I. That's a nice. So I think that's nice. That's always something that I've felt. So I would adopt one kid, but I would want that kid to be so different from like me. You yes. know what I mean? Like adopt a young white kid yeah. from somewhere in the middle of the country. A and fuck boy. Raise him hilarious. <laughs> then raise him up in the blackest way possible. Yeah. Just to get him that duality of what the world thinks your perspective is versus what your actual perspective is. It would be funny to see uh, how he would be responded to. Yes. You exactly. know, like it, like how like so like his experience, man, like like I don't even know he would come back and be like well, yeah, we, you know, that's how my family did dinner. And then people would be like, this is problematic. Right. You, you know, you're but, culturally appropriating. But and, to watch those people have to live and while being wrong. Because, I, you know, yeah. I, I grew up in the projects and people assumed that, like, the projects here in New York don't have any white people in it. The white people that grow up in the projects, you'll mm. get, like, two extremes. You'll get the ones that get old, like, older white people that grew up in the projects sure. in, like, the 50s and 60s when Roots was out. Some of them have no sympathy for what black people go through because when the racial tensions hit, they mm. got bullied at school. They got beat up. Uh. So they were never in a position where they saw black people as um, lesser than because they were surrounded by them. They were always in power. So when they hear shit about like the cops and all that, they don't want to hear none of that. Oh, well, you were the victim. It's like, nah, you made me the victim when we were in school. Interesting. And then you had the other side to where my boy, um, I'm going to call him white for this but he um chad yeah he grew up so close to us yeah that he says nigga and all that shit and no nobody stop him hair pulled back (laughs) big hoop earrings bro if you try to tell this nigga that he's not black he will fight you in the fucking street really in the street and would you defend him yes yeah because to him is it goes back to what i said about family Mm. they raised him you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it was a po- It was positive. It was never negative. They never made him feel left out. We gave him the nickname White, but that's only because somebody else already had his given name. See, sometimes I get a little perturbed mm-hmm. when someone will be like, 
oh, I grew up around Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like, okay, I, I get it. What are you? I went to a lot of bar mitzvahs growing up, and yeah. I go, no, you didn't have a fucking mom down your back like I did. Right. <laughs> like you didn't well, have the they same... use that to justify bad behavior, and that's the part that pisses you off. Intr- yeah, yeah. Well, they go, I got Yeah, I understand. I grew it. up around Jews. That's why I say the K word. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. That's not how the fuck that well, works. It doesn't get that bad, but I. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. So what do we got going on? Uh, Christine Barnett. Have you mm. heard of her? No. She no. wrote the book The Spark, colon, A Mother's Story of Nurturing, Genius, and Autism about her son Jake. It's a bestseller, and she even uh, was on 60 Minutes in 2012 talking about it. Okay. Oh, word. Uh, her and her husband, they uh, decided to adopt a young daughter from the Ukraine in 2010. Okay. They are now being charged with child neglect after they left the daughter alone and moved to Canada and claimed that she is not a child, but actually a 22-year-old woman. Come on. I'm sorry, what? Hold on. I have to tell you something. Yes. I was The reason I was talking about adoption, you know, Jess, my girlfriend, was like, would you ever want to adopt? And I was like, yeah. if the situation, kind of in the same way I answered that. And, she goes, and then I get a text from her later being like, oh, my God, I forgot. Remember, have you ever seen The Omen? The Orphan. The Orphan. The yeah. Orphan. The Orphan. Yo, and, oh, yeah, I've seen that creepy-ass movie. So I guess The Orphan is about is about this family uh, adopts a kid, and then they the kid tries to kill him. But the... The reveal, spoiler alert, is that the orphan that they adopted was actually like a 20-year-old psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That had like dwarfism or something like that. Or, or whatever the affliction that the person had to make him look young. Yeah. But And she goes, we can't adopt. Was That, that was her like, you know, and first, I was like, first well, of all, you're crazy. Tell wifey, <laughs> marvelous work. Like, if I, if, I, if I could use both hands, she'd get a whole applause break yeah, right that- now. Because that's fucking hilarious. Because I was like, this is a crazy text from her. And Yo. now you're telling this story. And one, one, one hour of the day, she's like, yeah, we could definitely adopt six hours later. Now, fuck that shit. Yeah. If it don't come out of me, <laughs> it ain't coming in this house. I watched a fake movie. And then I'm hearing this. I'm going, and I'm thinking, well, you're fucking out of your mind. And then this is, it really happened? This might be the same story, dog. It might be based, this, the story was based off of. This was made after. Okay. The, the, the movie was made Previous to her being adopted. Okay. They adopted Natalia when she was <laughs> supposedly six years old. Okay. I don't believe no six-year-old has ever named Natalia. What I don't weird, give a fuck. What a weird way to deal with it. Just leave her behind. I, Good luck. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> out of here. Happy birthday to how so, old? 21. Oh, get your shit. We're going to Canada. We're out of here. Yeah, since she was terrorized by the girl for years, she would make up statements and draw pictures saying she wanted to kill the family members, roll them up in a blanket, and put them in the backyard. If you Wait, if you on. if you twenty two looking six, first of all, you gonna learn to respect me. Oh oh oh, she has a form of dwarfism. I, That's I, what it was. I, so, so this is literally this the movie. literally the she movie. She says I saw her putting chemicals, bleach, Windex in my coffee, and asked oh. her, "What are you doing?" She said, "I'm trying to poison you." Well, at least she was honest. <laughs> what are you doing? Bitch, I'm trying yeah. to kill you. Don't Isn't you it know obvious? What I've been doing here? She said that uh, she told the Daily Mail that Natalia was a woman. She had periods, adult teeth, and never grew a single inch, <laughs> which would happen with a child with dwarfism. 
Wow. This is I'm not crazy. laughing at the dwarfism. I'm laughing at the audacity of this little bitch. So this woman was on 60 Minutes, like basically saying that she <gasps> oh had God. a she she had a genius. Mm-hmm. And that's the other kid, but not this kid. Correct. Well, how's the genius holding up? Yeah, not that genius just well. seen this right away, right? Yeah. No, but the genius had autism, right? Is that what it? He he did. And well, some do. Shout out! Shout outs to the genius. Um, as far yeah. as far as the what little, a scary thing to live in the house. It wouldn't have been. I'd have, bro. I'd have beat the you shit out that door. You you got a new sister, and then you wake up. This bitch is putting chloroform so in your coffee. Get, so they get charged with child neglect. They um, they had to drop the charges. In had to. Have. 2013, they abandoned her in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> well, she it's was a weird way to to, to <laughs> handle your after, after they were able to legally change her age to 22. Uh, yo, this stuff. whole story is so fucking funny. But it's, they paid her rent. Like they were like, here we'll nah, we're nah, bitch. Get you got to be homeless. We're fucking off. You ain't about to put Clorox in my coffee, and <laughs> I'm gonna pay your rent. See, I'm always, I'm always a little bit wary of any story where you go. Yeah, go to the police. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is, okay, hey, now's the time where this, like, what happened that they felt the need to pay her rent? And That's how scary that she was. They uh, were, char- this happened in 2014. They were just arrested recently for the neglect. Like, this was found out. And well, uh, first attempts all, to track down Natalia have been unsuccessful. Uh, well, well, that bitch is somewhere putting Clorox and coffees and Starbucks around the country. <laughs> well, we're all talking about this story right now. To get ahead of this, we're talking about this story right now with the information we have. Yes. So as we far don't know, as we know, little Natalia was trying to kill the people seems, that were nice enough to adopt her. It seems that Natalia wasn't in the right. Maybe they find her and... I, I hope they find her because you don't want her dead. No, I just don't want her like going in supermarkets, putting Clorox and water <laughs> yeah. bottles and closing them shits for the public oh to buy. Oh my, what a story. What brought that up? So they just got arrested? They How did. mad would you be if you got arrested when you know she was putting Clorox in your coffee and was also a whole grown adult? And yeah, she's 40, still getting <laughs> mad at them. <laughs> It, that that kind of that's it's almost like the bagel boss shit. Cause look, I've been tall my mm-hmm. whole life, and short people have always been really like mean about it. You know what oh, I mean? really? They come at well the same thing we were talking about, where Bro, they come at you harder, so hard, so that you won't make fun of them. They get the joke out. I, I was, but I was never trying to. Sure, it was, they were always so mean. So like when it came to people, like I didn't feel sorry for the little bagel boss dude, mm. and I don't feel sorry for young Natalia because. That's such a shitty way of being. Well, he's just a five foot asshole. Here's her if you want to. He's an asshole, but she was also putting like. She does look like a child, but I mean, that's scary. That's scary because she's older than me. Yeah. They said uh, the the mom was like, oh, that's frightening. Let's let's have a bath. And she had like a full bush. And no, that, stop it! Stop. I, I swear to get, stop get it. Out of here. It in that, the story. That's in the story. Uh, it I'm says what, what, what website are you yo, on? It says I'm pubic finished. hair, not full, <laughs> full bush. Okay, Jesus, I editorialize. All right, that's the end of the news. A full bush. CNN.com doesn't have full yo. bush written. Jeez, we write to edit. My <laughs> nigga. My nigga. Thank you, you for a, bringing the news uh, at Classic Shell on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Those poor parents. 
Nico White, bad. thank you for coming on. Brother. At Nico White 93. Go follow. Go support. Oh, Fucking hilarious. Oh, thank and, you. And listen to the Potterhood podcast. I have a podcast all about Harry Potter. So. Oh, really? What's it called? Potterhood. The Potterhood, Potterhood. podcast there, there on it is. everything. Get it involved. I'm Jared Freed. Every Tuesday and Friday, keep spreading the word. The album. Go listen. Always a mama bear. Um, Just on anything. It's on all this stuff. Appleton, Wisconsin this weekend. Get your tickets. JaredFreed.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.